0: Hello and welcome to the Serpent Temple podcast. I am here with Floyd, myself and Will Collins from Prosphetic Records and Candescent AD. Yeah, indeed. Yes, welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Nice Maybe the too. first
2: time Nina's uh, pronounced the band right <laughs>
1: off the bat.
0: I kept calling it Coruscant.
1: Yeah, of found nice. Yeah, let's like
0: start. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I think... Uh... What have we had before? We've had croissant AD. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, yeah. uh, that's,
0: a, that's a good merch idea. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think we need to go for short, shorter band names from now on. Just like just half a syllable. <laughs> I've
0: heard three syllables is the best because there's like very few words or things with three syllable names. Oh, really? Which is why I like Black Sabbath are big, apparently. Ah. Don't know how true that is. So,
1: oh. Judas Priest. Oh, I've, had another two, like, I've had another two syllables at the end. I need to get rid of the AD. Too many syllables, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to fail.
0: Oh, no, you're not. Is it really good? I was listening to the EP on the train. It's really, it's fucking great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah no worries. Do you want to tell the readers, readers? Yeah. <laughs> the, the people, the visual readers. The people reading this, do you want to tell them what you do?
1: Yeah, so um, my name's Will, and I work at Prosthetic Records in a press assistant slash publicist role. And um, yeah, I think the nature of an independent label is you wear many hats so there's like a lot more that goes around in it. I think um, layman's terms and the way I describe it best to people is like I'm just a record label assistant so what you need to service the bands to get the best out of them and to service the label in a way that it like does its job effectively like it's kind of what I like to think that I do.
0: So what does that look like day to day?
1: Um, That is contacting press outlets so such as yourself Um, I believe that's how we met. Yeah. Right. And um yeah, so that'll be like online print magazines um and setting up interviews, getting reviews secured. Um outside of that as well, it's social media management in some places. Um yeah, that's generally my day-to-day I think in a like really nice and condensed version of it. There's a couple of other things that go along, go along as well, like um mm. graphic design and all the rest of that. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. It's it's a lot more boring than people initially think.
0: <laughs> um. I don't think that's boring at all. <laughs> But, like, how did you find yourself there? Because um, I was doing some internet stalking and I used to work at All Ages Records yeah. in Camden as well. So is that how you found your way into Prosthetic?
1: Um, no. So, I, I worked at an older UK label um, whilst I was also working at All Ages Records in Camden, which is still the best record shop in the world, uh, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Whereabouts? Is that on the um it's on the side street? Road. Side, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's that one. And um, I was working at an old UK label. Um, which I won't name because I don't think they really deserve a legacy um, anymore but uh, I worked there for a couple of years and I had a working relationship with Prosthetic through distribution uh, Mm. stuff that we were doing so when that label um, quite rightly kind of ended overnight I was in contact with Becky and ended up there about three years ago
0: gosh yeah
1: so that's kind of what happened
0: wow Mm. Uh, that's an interesting journey I know the label you're talking about so we won't name them um and you're also in the band of mm. course yeah so you said you're also you've been in other bands too so have you been doing that since you were like really young
1: yeah probably about like 14 um just been playing in bands uh yeah i mean that was just like to get me out of playing football which i didn't really want to do <laughs> like 14 years <laughs> old and then um at a certain point you know the first band doesn't really go anywhere like it really does if you're 14 um and i just carried on doing it and uh I don't know, I I've never put too much thought into it. I think it's like just a compulsive habit and like a compulsive need hmm. for me at this point. I like having stuff to like create, um, which is like a terrible way of describing to someone like a passionate project, but it's just I think that's how I've always approached it. I don't overthink it too much. It's just like a constant need to be playing around with things. To
0: be making things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very creative approach. So We'll do, we'll do the side cards, yeah. um, which for those who are new to this, it's based on the Jungian archetypes. So you have stuff like mother, father, life and death. Um, and we'll do sort of a, I have to count in my head, five card spread, and we might add to it. Um, so we'll do past, present, future, your motivating force, what drives you, and then your goal. Okay. So what's at the end of the tunnel, so to yeah. speak. So do you want to put the cards down? I'll show you how yeah. to put them. So put one here, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: one here, and here, so it's your past, present, and future, Yeah. and then your motivating force here, and your goal.
1: Do
0: you want to start with the past?
1: Yeah, so you're saying that's past. That's
0: your past, Yeah.
1: yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I've got a book with the descriptions. I'll read them to you, and you let me know what you think.
2: Always gets the same response. That card, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> money. What money?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a ploughman guides a horse-drawn plough, cutting furrows in the field on a winter's day. In the foreground lie precious silver coins waiting to be discovered. This card stands for the need for money. It also gives the possibility that we may achieve material wealth, whether it is by our own labours, by good luck, investment, or by inheritance.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, relating to the past, I mean, I've never really had too much money. I was always like a retail guy for a very long time, um, which famously doesn't pay well. Um, yeah, as far as inheritance goes... <laughs> uh, I, I, no offence dad if you're watching this but I know you got nothing
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I <don't> but,
1: <laughs> so yeah I think but I mean money was definitely more of a factor for me growing up that was more of like a constant concern mm. like solely for myself not necessarily like broader family um, and I do think in a way that is kind of behind me a little bit now I think as you were saying everyone goes I need more money I'm broke but like <laughs> yeah I, I that's money's never been too much of a concern for me like it's not really why like I'm here in any capacity like uh I'd like to have enough that I'm comfortable um I can be a little bit materialistic, but it's not really um not really as frivolous as maybe I used to be <laughs> like, yeah
0: What is um is money the same as wealth to you like what would
1: no no totally separate okay interesting yeah I think like wealth um you'd be wealthy in lots of things like in creativity alone um in your friendships um in your love whether it's a platonic one or like an intimate like um like physical one yeah uh, but I I don't think money really captures that that's you can kind of take that out of an ATM I don't think you can get wealth from an ATM.
2: Yeah, I've got to ask, you mentioned retail,
1: so you've got to have one. What was your biggest irk or pet peeve? Um, oh, I had quite a few. I mean, yeah, I was like a raging bull of like uh, just stress. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> um, I think the one for me I, that I didn't like was... Uh, I think it was passive aggression from customers because like, I can deal with outright aggression because you just diffuse the situation. When it's passive aggression, it's a little bit more hard to like navigate because mm. it's I think it's inherently a bit more rude. <laughs> like, mm. like if someone says "Oh fuck off you're like a, you know, knobhead or something" like you know where you stand with that. Sorry, can I swear on this? Yeah. Okay. You yeah. You like. yeah. Uh. But like, you know, if someone just sort of says like, you know, um, do you know who my father is? It's a bit like <laughs> No, I don't care, you weirdo. Just like pay the eight ninety nine for the DVD and get out of here. can't we? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. But would you say
2: that's helped you develop some transferable skills to your job that you do now? Because I reckon there's so much communication skills you learn from working in retail that yeah. a lot of people that haven't done it don't have.
1: Mm. Yeah, like um I think I am generally quite good at diffusing situations or navigating like conversations to suit whether it's a band or whether it's a publication or even if it's someone that I, like, work with, like, at the label. If someone's, like, having a bad day, I'm better now at, like, navigating it and, like, giving a custom response rather than a stock response to things. Because, mm. like, you know, everyone's different. They erect things differently. And, like, uh, I think retail is a very extreme version of that, especially if you've ever done a Christmas shift of any kind. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. But. Mm.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, it's always about the panic dads that come yeah. in.
0: <laughs> Christmas, mm-hmm. Eve. Ten, ten, yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve, 10
1: minutes before close. Yeah. Or they see the shutters coming down. Oh, please, just for little old me. <laughs> Can <I'm> I just <laughs>
0: have a look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so difficult.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, because I guess at a label, when you, you have like multiple releases, that is a very high-stress situation, though, know, at times, because you don't know. There's such an element of risk it must feel quite heightened when you're doing so many or do you get used to it
1: um I think I don't know if I would say get used to it but like I, I've learned to be like as adaptable as I possibly can be because there'll be months and like you will all have seen like our release schedule sometimes like there's months that we've got like three releases and they all get like yeah put out within like a week or two weeks within each other mm. there's other like months where we've got like one release and then that's it for like a about a four-week stretch so um for me i i've kind of learned just to be adaptable to things as opposed to get stressed like don't get me wrong like i know when i need a holiday sometimes and i know when i am a little bit burned out but um i don't know i like it's part of the territory of like independent labels or independent booking as well or like uh, management like if you have a certain amount of like a bands on your roster and artists it's just part and parcel
0: Mm. yeah do you want to go to the present
1: yeah let's go for it
0: oh the moon (laughs) nice we've had lots of moons lately
2: funny enough um, Alex from Undeath pulled them in wasn't it didn't he he was uh, (laughs) talking about um, crab people
0: (laughs) (laughs) just crabs in general they're wonderful animals So the moon A crab reaches up out of the sea Across rocks towards the majestic full moon The moon is a feminine symbol And therefore stands for the female instincts The maternal and the unconscious self It represents the intuitive understanding And healing process of change However as well it is a sign of fickleness Illusion and falsity The crab in this represents the illusion of toughness Yet a soft inner shell
1: Yeah that kind of sums it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you the moon or the crab?
1: Um, I think I'm the crab, um, but I think underneath the surface, probably moon. Interesting. I think moon wins out when I'm with very close friends um, and people like I care quite deeply about. I think the crab is sort of generally like, I wouldn't say I'm a guarded, guarded person, but there's sort of, I do divorce certain parts of myself from... Others like if it's a first-time basis or whatever, mm. but I think everyone does that.
0: Yeah, but, it's your boundaries.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yes. That, that's the word. I've just started learning those recently. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: oh, yeah. congratulations! Yeah. Sorry, I
1: haven't quite got the terminology yet, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
0: what led you there? Was there something that that was a turning point for you, or
1: I've just like um, I mean, I've just been working pretty much like three years straight with very little. Uh, respite in between and my social life has always been busy too mm-hmm. and like I kind of became a yes person to most things out of necessity um just to not deal with like 2020 and prior but then like this year I was sort of like you keep on having these moments where you sort of splutter a little bit you get burned out for like a couple of weeks and all that and I kind of just thought to myself like um this is really what like a healthy person does so you should probably look into like tweaking a little bit of the formula mm. so that's kind of where I've been at for like the last couple of months or so
0: that's really yeah, good so that's so. what you were talking about when you were like do self-care yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. okay
2: yeah hard to do that in London sometimes is not it it's just it's just such a bustling
1: everything' so like stimulated mm. like, yeah. yeah
0: it's so much hustle culture here as well mm. and, like the moment you're in social media it's like you've got to do this you've got to do everything every day and yeah.
1: yeah. I think um, that's the joy of a city, but yeah, it can be also the downside if you like, if you don't actually sit down for a moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a good um, thing we're sitting down now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comfy seats. They're not bad, <laughs> are they? They're
0: good office chairs.
2: Yeah, yeah it's um, probably one of the only things the office has done right. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> chairs,
0: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. Should we go to the future? Yeah. Where am I at? Father, damn, okay.
1: You kind
2: of said that a bit like Matt Berry from IT (laughs) Crowd. Father,
0: father, (laughs) (laughs) what if he's watching? Hello. Um, I will read you father. This card shows a father teaching his son to shoot with a longbow. It symbolizes the masculine element in the nature of each one of us, standing for authority, strength, protectiveness that can at times be stern and repressive.
1: Hmm.
0: What's your dad like?
1: do you know what he's the most at peace with him person at peace with himself person like I've ever known in my life he just um, the fires happen behind him never in front of him and he's totally like at peace with that Um, yeah so I I, yeah I really value like um, like my dad and my relationship with him I don't know I think with regards to myself and um, like that kind of description of father in a, in a side card reading, I think that could just be with regards to like that boundary setting again, where mm-hmm. it's just like,
0: stern. yeah,
1: you can't like always have a bubble bath and like eat chocolate cake and like not like answer emails. Like you do have to be stern and actually work on that side mm-hmm. of things. I
0: think. And then what about skills? Like what, what's your father passed on to you in that respect, would you say?
1: Um, patience. Yeah, like a, a lot of patience. Like, um, I like to think I am a relatively patient person, but um, it doesn't always come naturally. Mm. Whereas in the last couple of years, especially, I, I think I'm slowly picking that up where uh, sometimes you do have to wait and uh, be patient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's really interesting because you've got like a field, a barren field as your first card. And then you've got like the cycle cycles with the moon. And then you've got like this like very green verdant sort of father card as well. So that's quite interesting. It sounds like you've grown a lot.
1: Yeah. um, I always feel a little bit like Peter Pan though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think anyone doing anything creative, like there's a Peter Pan element to them, like uh, which, which I hope no one ever loses. Like, yeah, to be honest.
0: I've, I've heard from a lot of people, different creatives and artists, that creativity is a very childlike thing. And mm. a lot of artists I've met, even like really, really big famous ones, are really childlike. Mm. To, sometimes it's not as obvious, sometimes yeah. it's like right out there to the fore.
1: I think you need to have like that childish curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and whether like, that is in a creative field or not is kind of irrelevant. I think it's always important to like um, have your moment. Like, like yeah. once a day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: always find myself like lamenting like that kind of excitement I used to have as a child. But things like Christmas or like going on holiday and stuff, because like it's very rare to capture that as an adult a lot of times. I think so. Yeah,
0: you've got a big wrestling event tonight, though, so that must be. Exciting. That's a
2: big pay per view. Yeah, 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 Well, um, well that's
1: the uh, thing. Even as let an a child, na- out <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: even as an adult, I'm thinking yeah. to myself. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to it, but. I'm gonna be fucking tired the next day. Like, I was looking at the, uh, yeah, has that uh, a the
1: downside of it. Then you could be sad, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I remember being tired as a kid was just like that's when the fast faults went slower. It wasn't like a bad thing. Like yeah. It is now,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did Dad have a similar taste in music to you, or?
1: Um, we have crossover. I mean, he's he, for his age, so he's about seventy. Um. He is still quite curious about music and he'll always check out new stuff. Oh, cool. Um, And, like, recently he got really into that Bully record um, that came out of Sub Pop this year through myself and my brother. But, like, growing up, I mean, really for him, it was just mainly radio as well as, like, his favourites, like Led Zeppelin and stuff. So, but I don't think he ever had, like, a big deep dive into bands. He just, if he loves it, he'll, like, buy the album and that's him set on that band or artist forever yeah. mm. but I think when I showed him Converge for the first time it mm. was, um, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah it was literally that yeah was it, was it Jane Doe by any chance or was it no I think my first Converge record uh, was No Heroes yeah. oh okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so um, no, he, he had a real moment where he was like yeah I can't follow you down this path but I <laughs> I, I support you
0: that's really sweet oh uh, god bless
1: so, what was your like
2: own personal journey into like like the hardcore scene or just heavy music in general?
1: Um, generally speaking, I mean, I was probably about seven or eight, and it was just through music videos on TV. Um, we ended up having freeview, which was the thing that you got pro- like if you couldn't afford Sky just yet because it was quite it was substantially more expensive back then.
3: Yeah,
1: you had freeview, and we had like VH1 and like um, Fuse as well as Kerrang um and whatnot and yeah it was just stuff like uh afi sort of sing the sorrow era stuff um it was like a little bit of rancid as well like like these are all singles as well it's not like i was doing a deep dive and being super cool or anything it was just like a greatest hits of all of that and um i think as you get older and especially as you hit like just before your teens you just like want something a little bit heavier. You want something like a little bit more like challenging, I suppose. Um, that's kind of it, really. Like uh, I, I just went down the route that way, and like I love metal now, but growing up it was like hearing Iron Maiden or Dio sing about dragons and like swords and stuff, mm-hmm. like. It sounded cool on paper, but I was sort of like, oh, I don't know. It's just like, I'll come back to this later, and yeah. it's not
0: as relatable.
1: Yeah, kind of thing. And so for me, it wasn't like I was getting into any super obscure bands or anything. It was just like stuff that was a bit more rooted in like real world things. It's like the heaviest thing in the world to me, like even to this day still would have been when I was something like thirteen and hearing like Dead Swans for the first time. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Dead Swans, yeah. dude. Yeah. Such a good band. Yeah, like still to, to this day, like like they're one of the like heaviest things to me. I mean I know, don't get me wrong, that like primitive man would smash the living shit out of Dead Swans <laughs> on like a decibel level. But that's it's image. just, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of like how I got into those things. It was just constantly searching. Yeah. yeah, the freeview. I was a freeview
2: kid as well. So going from like the four, well the five channels. Well, I four, No one ever watched Channel Five. I watched Channel Five.
1: Did you?
0: Yeah, I only had five channels. Mm. Every time
1: I had two channels. So that was us d- initially before the freeview. Yeah, it was like just <laughs> the five channels. Yeah. there'd be documentaries about Hitler on Channel Five,
2: <laughs>
3: like all yeah. the time. No,
0: they had Hercules, Xena, and Cleopatra twenty five Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so I was I was watching Channel
3: Five.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But uh, Freeview was just a revelation because I had a few friends I had Sky. My cousin had Sky. So I remember going up to visit him in Scotland once and Kerrang had just launched. Yeah. And then I think a couple years later, Scuzz was there and Scuzz was like a revelation. Oh, to Scuzz us. was
0: like so luxurious. Oh, there's so yeah. many bands
2: I
1: discovered through Scuzz. Yeah. I um, used to love Bee's segment, which was on like, oh, quite, yeah. I think it was on quite late night, um, if I recall correctly, because it was one of those, I was like, oh mum, can I just stay up a little bit longer? <laughs> Fine. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Do you want to see what your motivating force is? Yeah. That's the one on the top. The home. That's very wholesome. All right, I'll read that.
1: I wish my kitchen was that (laughs) (laughs) organised. Can you
0: imagine? Uh Yeah, that food would be so expensive today. It's just a loaf of bread, but
1: yeah, but it looks banging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: is that a cat as well?
1: Oh, like, I hope so. up By the fire, that's like a good twenty quid shop. Yeah, that, that's that a loaf
0: bread. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a cat guy or a dog guy?
1: I, I'm. Uh, I, I love both, but yeah. um, my preference is cats. Like, um, interesting. They're a little bit like less high maintenance.
0: Do you have cats?
1: I did. She sadly passed oh, away. No. Um, yeah, she oh, sadly... <laughs> yeah. We were talking earlier before we started rolling, weren't we, said, about getting the card? It would be like, oh, that's going to be Oh, no. But, um, no, I mean, she had a good life. She was about 15 when she passed. Oh, that's you know, good. And, yeah, it wasn't like a... Um, it wasn't a shock, but, you know, she had she had good time. What was she called? Uh, boots. Boots, yeah,
0: yeah. like puss in boots. Yeah, well, she
1: literally looked like uh, him, yeah, uh-huh. so...
0: Okay, I'm going to read the card. And I'm, I'm internally, like, morning <laughs> boots. A cosy cottage hearth with tea laid and a cat curled up by a burning fire on a winter's evening. This card draws us to our background and the security we all need for a warm, comforting environment. It represents the trusted, simple things in our lives which we sometimes undervalue.
1: So that's the driving force.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of the thing that's pushing you forward.
1: Yeah. I think for me it's trying to find some semblance of stability and balance mm-hmm. and I've been quite lucky growing up and um that my home's always been relatively stable and it's like a kind of the traditional like approach of what a home should be. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean my motivating force like especially the last few years and like going forward is to make sure that I can like maintain that and hopefully eventually have that for myself branched off elsewhere like in whatever capacity it might be hmm. but um, yeah I'm glad that I got that rather than something awful really.
0: <laughs> death <laughs> yeah,
1: chaos sometimes people get
0: the libido and I'm like
1: okay <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> Just follow the horn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said that, it's going to be your like your goal. <laughs> goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you jinxed it. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I don't think I've ever seen
1: that cut.
0: Really? No. We don't get it very often, actually. Quite yeah. a lot of the time, musicians are just sort of drifting through time and space.
1: Quite transient creatures.
0: Very rarely seen. Yeah. Do you want to find out what's in your what your uh, goal? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, I hope it's not, like, horny and weird.
0: <laughs> like... Oh, hey. friendship, oh. the opposite of horny and weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll read that one. <laughs>
1: That's a great one. Nice platonic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Three comrades are seen drinking in a tavern with a hint of a fourth about to join them. Wines and spirits and barrels in the background and an exotic bird. The atmosphere is cheerful and the beer is flowing. This card shows that aspect of life that centres around friends, comradeship and sociability. It stands for parties and togetherness.
1: Yeah, I um, don't know about parties. I am I can do a party, but I, I, I don't know if I'm the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> togetherness, though, in like, groups of three and... Uh, Usually, in my case, probably quite a large glass of red wine. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that as the... Uh, so that's future.
0: That's your goal. That's my goal. That's what you strive towards.
1: Yeah, I can, I can see that.
0: And that's what yeah. you do. You connect people.
1: Yeah, I think so in a lot of ways. Um, there was something recently that I read um, with regards to working with bands and just working in music in general it was sort of saying like yeah, if you go through a phase which everyone does where like maybe things aren't lining up right you're getting a little bit like um, frustrated by things it's always good to remember like the basic fact that like you're essentially working within a family unit and you should be treating bands and like press people as well as if it's a wider friendship group into family as well Mm. and like that helps me if I'm having a day where it's like I don't really want to be doing things but you know kind of have to because it's for like it's for the betterment of like everyone else I think and like you know myself included once I start doing these things it's fine it's just sometimes you need the extra push and I think with music things blur blur lines a little bit between friendship and also like uh, business I yeah, suppose yeah definitely but I think it's always important to remember that like you are from the same community which is, like you know is formed a lot of the times on friendship like uh, especially in DIY scenes and stuff
3: yeah
2: I mean, that's a big part of the whole hardcore scene, really, isn't it? It's like the whole community kind of familial spirit.
1: Yeah, totally. It's like um, I, I can, can't even imagine like what my friendship group would look like without having that initial scene growing up. Like um, I wasn't strictly hardcore all the time, like um, when it came to going to shows when I was younger. But like there was enough things that you go to different pockets of places like, you go to a mixed bill show and then you go to, like, um, like, a ruction night at the Unicorn or something. Yeah. And then, like, a week later you go to, like, some super metley show, like, over at, like, New Cross. And I think over the years you do end up building that rapport with people where, like, yeah, you can't just be three people just sat in, like, the <laughs> local bar before it all starts and there's a common ground, which is quite nice. You ever been
2: to Outbreak Festival?
1: I did back in 2015. Um... Yeah, I haven't gone in recent years. I had tickets like the last two years and it came round to it. And like both times, like something came up that like prevented me from doing it. Yeah. No. Um, I want to go like in next year, hopefully. But it's uh, it's kind of weird for me. Like I love how quickly that festival grown. But like I still remember it as like kind of a primarily UK hardcore band fest. So like I, I'm kind of um, intrigued but scared to go and experience it now in like this... A bit more of an expanded form, yeah, which you know, I do think is a good thing, but it's weird like not seeing something like Split Knuckle, like, at, like yeah. a big main stage at like whatever time in the afternoon.
2: <laughs> because but... yeah, it's, um, I went in 2022 and I'd actually, well, not fallen out of love of hardcore, but with the scene in particular, like, I hadn't been to a hardcore show for a while, and it yeah. was just a bit of a revelation to kind of experience it again. And it's just like kind of reignited like my love for live music the only annoying thing was I think Tsunami were playing the year I was there and I was gutted that I missed them because I wasn't uh-huh. actually into Tsunami at that point
1: but I really like their new album yeah it yeah, so like yeah um, like the art's gnarly as well isn't it it's like the black and grey thing he's like yeah. shit, shit is he shooting like, like out of a cop car or in a cop car like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like real thug shit I love it <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just the. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But as someone who has like a lot of experience with diy being in bands and also working as like a publicist and a pr there's probably quite a few band people like watching and listening we are also in that position right now watching and listening you so like what advice can you give those people if you have any um how do you, how do you do good
1: be available that's literally it like um, even the days that you don't want to carry on like um, chipping away at a project or trying to get to like whatever your end goal is like just make yourself available to do it like um, there's I'm talking solely for myself there's no talent in what I do there's no real like um, like taught part of what I do like a lot of it is just through showing up and being consistent with like um being consistent with it enough that I've got good at it. Mm. Like, I wouldn't say that I'm untalented, but what I would say is like, it's just, I'm quite like average, but because I've done it for such a long time and I've always been curious. That's another thing I would say, say curious. Like I have got good at what I do. Like I think for the most part, or like at least capable. (laughs) And like, um, you know, I, I don't say that in like a fake, humble way or in like a, like, whatever way it's just uh, it's like anything in life I think if you do it enough times like you something will happen it's like if you knock on a door enough times like someone will grumpily answer it and go oh come come in then <laughs> 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 like, so that that would be like my only advice
0: nice I thought you were going to say yeah. something You <laughs> <like. laughs> well that's beautiful you had a really interesting reading I would say it's definitely, like, um, a sense of, like, grove, togetherness, connection, communication, which I think is really, really interesting. I love how the crab is, like, reaching to the moon.
1: Mm.
0: It's kind of... It's uh... a very really nice
1: card. I uh, want to pick up a deck afterwards just to frame the moon card.
0: <laughs> That's actually a really good idea, to, mm. like, frame the cards. Mm. Yeah, get little prints. Yeah, thank you so much. If there's anything you'd like to say to the world.
1: um, Thanks for having me, for one. And, um...
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for watching. Please like and subscribe. Sick. Hello and welcome to Serpent Temple. I'm here with Coffin Mulch. Hello. Hiya. <laughs> Please introduce yourselves for the. Uh, I'm Richard it.
4: and I play the bass. I'm Fraser, I play drums.
0: I'm Nina, I'm in this podcast. <laughs>
4: okay. I'm Floyd, I'm also in part of this podcast.
0: Hey! Cool. So, uh, you know we do card readings? Yes. Do you want to know a little bit more about Psycards? Are you of yeah. Um So basically, they're based on the Jungian archetypes. It's not like tarot. It's similar, but it's not. So they're based on sort of like um, Jung found a lot of his patients, dreamed of the same th- symbols, themes, things like that, even if they had no prior knowledge of, of such things. So you have stuff like mother, father, life, death, loads of cool artwork. So we'll do free, we'll pull free cards, maybe four if we have time. And I have a book i'll read you the description and you can vibe just tell me how that makes you feel if it's like to do music or personal life we'd love to know okay yeah but first how was playing Damnation?
5: it was pretty good we were on first the crowd was pretty it was quite a big crowd as far as we could see sounded good i
4: think we played pretty well hi totally uh it was nice to get it done early get it out of the way and just enjoy the rest of the day but uh a bit of a different gig for us as well, you know. We're used to playing like uh, small rooms where, like, fucking owls falling into the drum kit and stuff like that. So it was weird that he was like ten feet away. But it was sick. It was really That's
2: good. Right, you guys played the church in Dundee, right? Supporting yeah, Carcass because yes. my parents are from Dundee, right. so it was. Uh, and I was thinking, trust the one time I'm not visiting them in Carcass, a <laughs> fucking rolling Dundee. Still. Yeah, it
5: was a bit wild. Yeah. Like, I'd never been in that venue, but it wasn't that. I mean, it's still bigger than what we would normally play. But seeing them in such a small place was. It was pretty wild so yeah I loved the uh, electronic banner you guys had with the big slab of meat how did that kind of come about I never even saw it did it work <laughs> yeah it was odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never, I, so when we, first, when we did our first show Al took a video the singer took a video of a, it's a decomposing brain and he stretched it out for 30 minutes so kind of goes with the mulchy name like here's some, a mulchy brain and so when they said we could do something for the backdrop, we're like, oh yeah, we'll get the brain superimposed over the name. And uh, yeah, so I, I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even, I just never saw it. I
4: didn't see it, but it's like right
5: behind me. Yeah, yeah that, so that's good. Yeah, so I, yeah. Whoever saw the backdrop, I hope you liked
3: it. <laughs>
0: Well, should we get into the side cards? Yeah, then? go for it. So we'll do a past, present, future. Okay. I might give you a double future, like one future each. So okay. who wants to have the past?
5: Uh, you go I'll first, Fraser. Yeah.
0: You take past. Did I reveal it? Reveal the past. Fortune. Give it back and you can go for it. I will read fortune. you number 12, which is Fortune. We literally just had this card and need to shuffle the deck, better.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you shuffled it. All right, I'm not at fault here. So you really will get fortune in your past. It was past. meant to be. It was meant to be. Yes. It, it, yes. Meant to be. Fortune. A seeker, lantern in hand, is shown ascending a winding staircase leading up to a garret where a treasure chest is waiting. The card signifies the quest ending in fulfillment. It stands for success achieved by good luck, persistence, and an increase in wealth.
3: Hey. <laughs>
0: well,
4: I'm in the process of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's, uh, these all feel pretty true, I think, I don't know, surely it'd be hard to disagree with the sort of ideology that like uh, setting out on some upward spiral staircase where you're uh, having to persist and put in the work and effort and stuff like that, you like to think that ultimately it's uh, going towards the goals you're trying to get. Uh, I'd like to think that was true. I think the staircase is probably never going to end. That's like, maybe that's past all the way to future and uh, beyond. Uh, Yeah, I hope it bodes well.
0: (laughs) If you did achieve all your goals, what would you do after that? Maybe it's a good thing it never ends, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, because if it got to an ending point and you were like, oh, I didn't achieve that, it would just be pretty shit, I guess. You'd get there and be a bit unfulfilled. Uh, Yeah. So may, uh, maybe it's best that the staircase keeps going, and then all of a sudden we stop being here. We're you just, just sta- you're still on the staircase though.
0: So. You're still, on the, but then you become mulch.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then you become some kind of mulch. Maybe in a coffin or something.
0: Maybe in a coffin. I think that's
4: what it is, right? <laughs> staircase that, mulch. For the sake of a. Uh, you know, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and just in pure typical like death metal band, yeah, we're all gonna turn to mulch. That's what that is. Dead bodies. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
2: I was gonna ask, uh, how did it come about with uh Dan Swano uh, mastering the uh...
5: Um again that was so that was Al. He basically just wrote to him and said, Would you like to master an LP? And he went, Yes. <laughs> oh fuck, <thank you>. so <laughs> nice. Kind of what's the um uh, I was really big at the edge of sanity. Yeah. So, we went that way, and like, if you're going to get somebody to master a Death Metal record, he's probably much the guy to do it. But yeah, we, we thought like, oh, it's going to take ages, and it was like a week later and he's like, oh, that done. Yeah. And he was like super sound and did a really good job. So
4: that was like the part.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Like, we thought we did think it'd take ages because he's going to be busy. But I guess it's one of those kind of things. We, like, to somebody who's likes Death Metal, Stan Swano, but that's his job. So, yeah. would you like the job? Yes, please. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to master your record. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, so uh, sometimes you kind of forget that side of it because you're dealing with someone who was perhaps in a band that has a bit of influence and stuff, but you're like, yeah, it's my job, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, it's cool. So pretty quick. So we will pitch chuffed to that.
0: Yeah, cool. Do you want to go to the one? Right, yeah,
5: I'll go to the next one. So I've got the tree.
0: The tree. Oh, that's cool. Number 23. Trees grow from mulch.
5: Oh,
4: yeah. They
0: do. Here we go. It's yeah. all tying in. Oh, well, it's all coming together. Okay. A stylized tree with roots and foliage equally emphasised is shown. This card symbolises growth, knowledge and development. It is a tree of life with its roots deep in the soil and past, giving strength to its branches. It stands for tradition, protection and strength of the family tree that links all men together. Oh. I don't know. I don't know.
5: It's a present kind of thing. I don't know if it's a kind of way that... I suppose, I'm the oldest person in the band. So, I would say maybe I am tree-like in the band, as in which (laughs) the younger leaves sprout from, but the kind of trunk's always kind of there. And we go, come on, lads. (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe a bit like that, you know, I'm kind of like, do we really want to do that? Or do we want to do that? I'm just going to stay here, stick some roots. Let's just, I think, and I suppose again, maybe roots of it music-wise, I've been into this probably a lot, like death belly kind of stuff. The genre that we played maybe a lot longer than kind of and stuff, so there's a bit in like experimental stuff, like let's think outside the box where, you know, I remember buying Scream Bloody Gore when I was 13, so, you know, that kind of stuff, just like... (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Fraser was a fetus and I was busy getting battered at high school so you know uh, (laughs) the joys of living in the the early 80s mid to late 80s sorry as a heavy metal fan so yeah maybe something like that i don't know yeah so was death your introduction into like the death death metal for me it certainly was like around that kind of i'm trying to think it would be like autopsy um death more uh, leprosy that kind of came out when i was at high school and my friend, you know, one one guy buys it, and the rest of us tape it. So, <laughs> yeah. but I like side two more than like side one, so I taped side two first. So I always <laughs> I listened to the album back to front for about like ten years until I could afford a <laughs> copy of mine. And then I kind of bit through that. We got into like entombed and napalm death and that kind of stuff. But yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was my early kind of thing. Yeah, Nina's got the best introduction into metal. Her two bands,
0: System of a Down and Akakoka.
5: That's it. You know, everybody's you know.
0: An early point. You know. First bands i ever listened. Yeah. First band
3: you
4: ever listened to? Not mm. even just metal. No,
0: nope, just first. Well, I mean Evanescence, maybe. But those were the yeah, the yeah, metal yeah. bands I
4: listened. Wait, uh, I My think some of the down are amazing. Absolutely oh, they're great so bands. good, right? Yeah, yeah. What's
0: your favourite album of theirs? <laughs> Name free songs. <laughs> 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 I didn't oh, mean no. to put you on the spot.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I had the first one I got, which I guess is like. I don't know, like, when, when you're young and very impressionable and stuff like that, I got that Toxicity one.
0: I got that too. I think that was my first one. I think
4: that was probably, like, and as well, I would have been, like, super young. I think that was probably, like, maybe not just out, but that was quite recent and at the time, it, like, their early stuff was probably, I don't know when they were releasing their first albums, but I was probably still shit in my pants. Like, <laughs> so that, that was pretty relevant for me at the time. Uh, and I guess, like, like, uh, I don't know when I like I had that in CD from when I was young, and when I got like a car for the first time, I had an old CD player. Like you know, cars used to have CD players. <laughs> uh <laughs> I still, <does>. yeah. <laughs> still got a CD player to be fair. But uh, you know, that was like I, I got that at such a young age, and then it was like one of the CDs that might still be in the glove box, with, like my current motor and stuff. So probably that, just as a timeless.
0: It is, and they so they so like fuck you in their approach to like songwriting and just in general. I feel like they stood out from a lot of like other bands in their genre.
4: I think the thing that attracted me to like more like things like death metal or more extreme music at the start was like the oddness of it, the yeah, sort of like yeah. weird appeal and stuff like that. So you can obviously do it in like quite musically conventional styles or whatever be quite conventionally a death metal band or a grind band but it's very extreme mm-hmm. but then it's ultimately like it's pushing the boundary in, a, in an extreme sense whereas they're kind of doing it not trying to just be fucking heavier than everyone else but just like be a bit more oddball like play something that someone wasn't expecting so after after hearing heavy bands for the first time that was like really cool to hear a heavy band do something that just was weird also not just yeah. put, not just getting heavier and heavier Get weirder. I think lyrically though, like, at that kind of time, I mean, I got their first
5: one when it came out, we saw them that, but they were different from the rest of that kind of band as well, so that would then lead you on to what you're kind of like, the Money Cold Chamber, or, you know, yeah. or even Corn or that kind of, I didn't really like, I was a wee bit old for most of that kind of stuff, I like something like System of a Down, because that had that element of, we were talking, we, we were talking about this the other day, um, like, the Dead, the dead Kennedys, I love kind of.
0: them so he like, like talks yeah, he does yeah, like spoken word yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah,
5: yeah and the lyrics were a bit more like oh yeah it's not just about Adidas or yeah. Um, yeah. maggots or like <laughs> super you know, good food the river yeah. Or the more loco. More yeah. Local.
0: Yeah, yeah I think so I love that about yeah, it yeah, yeah. I think so I was really attracted to like the more political metal when I was yeah. younger like R- the Rage Against the Machine was like a yeah. huge intro to like the heavy music for me as well yeah. Yeah. I remember
5: when that they played it on Radio 1 by accident <laughs> Killing in, killing in the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno Brooks there's a name old people um, Bruno Brooks played it on the radio and it was like fucking like the tea time top 40 and all you heard was like
3: fuck you I what you do what do I just like
5: I think like someone's I think it's like someone's getting fired tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit wild.
0: Yeah, I, I don't always talk about myself, but someone at my school for our leavers performed that as a leaving <laughs> song, and the school were like, "You can't say the fuck words," but he did it oh, anyway. Yeah. and I was like, "Oh!" Like Maybe. the whole assembly just erupted. But, but, but they're
5: gonna do expel him. Like he was yeah, leaving last anyway. Day. You know.
0: Yeah.
5: Cool. It yeah. was most worth it. It was worth it. So I drink my tea.
0: That was really fun. I love that. Uh, should we go to the future? Go for the, first
5: the first future. The first future, Fraser, you can go first. I'll return this to you.
0: It's future. The sun, the again? Sun. What? I Everyone's like that. I love the artwork today. on that. It's really very, someone said it's earlier, very it's striking. very Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah, I really recommend the wheat. So I'll read this to you. The sun stands high over the harvest field with wheat sheaves, ripe corn and cornflowers. Children skip around a maypole in celebration of fertility of the land. The sun stands for power, energy and creative forces behind the universe. A male sign. It symbolizes confidence and success and a benign influence on all around it. It represents the conscious power of the intellect.
3: Cool.
4: And... that's really. That sounds all really nice. It seems like warm. I guess that's why it's the sun card. It's like a warm and welcoming You've thing. got
0: two warm cards. You've got fortune and the sun. So maybe that is at the end of the staircase.
4: The sun's oh. at the end of the staircase. I like that. It seems uh, it, like words you think of to do with the sun are kind of like radiate and warm and stuff like that. So it seems like a nice description of what you'd think it'd be. I got this... Uh, I got a record recently that's like one of my favorite albums and uh, in the insert gatefold bit of it, there's a sort of a poem written by the artist. It's uh, Robbie Basho, Visions of the Country, uh, like Americana folk thing. And uh, there's a poem at the start of it and the whole album is like an ode to North America. Like it's uh, wilderness and its vastness and its mountains and all that. And the poem talks about like the sun rising and nurturing the ground and like, then the ground, the soil gives to the animals and, you know, it's just this beautiful thing and, like, you listen to this album, it's uh, amazing and encapsulating. It kind of, like, makes a lot of sense when you sit and listen to these beautiful songs and it's, like, based on this sort of, uh, yeah, like, uh, warm sort of country and environment sort of thing. Uh, Yeah, nice. Nice one. It's really
0: interesting. It's, like, a very organic, like, natural element coming through here. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah,
0: The sun is, like, it's interesting because it's a, a positive thing and it, it can be a negative thing and it can like destroy, it can burn. Scorched earth. It, yeah, scorched earth. It can be like an aid to decomposition and things like that. So you've got like the whole cycle with like the roots of the tree and the branches of the tree here. It's very interesting.
4: Maybe the sun will also be our destructor, you know?
0: Ooh. We're gonna get pretty
4: close, we'll get close. close to
0: the sun. <laughs> start <laughs> melting, yeah, start yeah. looking at that like, brain. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Looks like one of our backdrops. That'd be awful for people.
0: <laughs> or it could be on brand.
4: For us. Yeah. Sun mulch. Sun mulch. Sun
5: mulch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Turn to mulch
5: with the sun. You should like you should uh,
0: make a granola brand and call it sun mulch. I think so. That it should would be like be great. granola. Yeah, sun mulch granola. Sun mulch granola. It's a kind of brain like
5: yeah. don't ask what the raisins are.
0: <laughs> no ingredient list. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Mulch Munch Mulch Munch
0: Mulch munch. munch. We're expanding
5: We're like the new Kiss
0: Yeah Why not
5: Oh god Does that make me Jean
0: oh. <laughs> That makes you Peter
5: Chris. That's even worse He's a two-stroke shite bit has got like, the
0: longest tongue I guess that's has, how you describe tell oh, it I don't
5: it. know There's this Kiss tribute band That we saw That's a total aside And the, the, the bass player was I mean I'm fat So I'm just gonna It's alright Because I said it But the bass player Was really really fat and me and my pal Mark just shouted beefy Gina, I'm on eight. And he looked a bit like Paul Hollywood. So he was like a fat beefy Paul Hollywood. And, and we were just like, Beefy Jean! Beefy Jean. <laughs> In between just shouting for songs from the Oath, which no one likes apart from me. Me and my friend Mark are just like, play the Oath. Eh, sorry, the Elder. Play the Elder! Play the Oath! Beefy Jean! Beefy Jean And he's just like, uh anyway, yeah. So That's- my next card is gonna be like the asshole or something like that. The beef card. <laughs> I've got the stranger in reverse.
0: Stranger in reverse? <laughs> he says he shuffled the deck.
5: That's how you had to shuffle it. That's how it's meant to be.
0: It is how it's meant to be. This is crazy. Everyone's, all the bands are in sync today. Okay, I'll read you the stranger. Similar, people, Similar vibes, perhaps. Yeah. Lean in. So, in shadow, making an entrance in a doorway, stands a character whose sex is ambivalent. The stranger? <laughs> that's very pregnant (laughs) (laughs) pause this stranger perhaps symbolizes that part of our nature we've shut out that is now entering us in a surprising way it is the equivalent to the anima or animus the excluded part of our psyche that is of the opposite sex to our own it can also stand for any person we've underrated or neglected who could prove themselves a force in our lives represented here is also the caution and apprehension we feel towards the new people in our lives initially
5: oh oh I don't know what about people maybe situations I think we find ourselves our band getting more popular and not to go on about my age but I thought I'd done with this not in a bad way but like 20 years ago or like you know Age of Taurus was like 14 years ago and I was like oh cool I'm happy that I've done that and then it's kind of weird like oh here's this it comes back again it's like to actually as I get is this what I want to do as a hit like up nearly 50 you know, it's kind of. I want to win. Do I want to go out. Is this? So sometimes, yeah, it's a bit. You know, I'm not a young man like this, rock and roll machine here. You know, like <laughs> my. Ex, it takes. We went on tour. And I was like off. I was ill for a week by the time I came home. Oh, just like, it's that kind of wow, like. I was like, I could, You get through it, and then you're home. You're just like. Ugh. So maybe that. It's kind of entering the unknown again. It's like what's well, the known, but the unknown. I suppose still it's still new, but scenarios are kind of. But it's kind of weird i suppose weird way because we have played with i would say the big bands that we were playing with were the ones the big bands that i played with I, I played. gage and torres played with carcass yeah supported electric wizard
0: <laughs> yeah. so, cool.
5: so that's a weird kind of yeah yeah it's kind of like oh yeah yeah cool so yeah i don't know it was cool
0: uh, so you're trying to
2: so there does seem to be like a bit of a resurgence in like the Scottish scene and death metal in particular like bands yeah. like Penny Coffin yeah yeah yeah. Bath, yeah, 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 I don't know why yeah.
5: Like we asked, we get asked that question a lot and it's like I, I can't answer that for you I mean there was bands before us like Um, Scordatura Party Cannon um, like, they've been going longer than we have and they're uh, like, I suppose even like Bleed within, From Within Fall Within that kind of they've been going for a while wow. and I don't say that we're not reinventing the wheel of what we do, but, and it's not, I don't think it's down to us, and I think it's just it all kind of had a bit of inspiration at the one kind of yeah. time. It's like anything else, you can't explain why like, in 1982, there was a 12 thrash buttons in San Francisco or why is Florida full of death metal bands, in the, so it's just
4: I think, there's, I, think there's, yeah, I, think, I think there's something to be said for as well, like, uh, Scotland and, like, where like, a lot of the, like, not every sort of death metal band or heavy band is from Glasgow in Scotland. There's people from all over, like, Rich doesn't live in Glasgow, Al doesn't live in Glasgow, we all just kind of convene there, but Glasgow's like a small place, you know, Scotland's a very small place, there's a lot less people there than there is, uh, in larger cities like manchester birmingham london that down south uh so when there's a bit of a like there's always been like a really vibrant and thriving music scene like i've always stayed in glasgow and it's always been amazing there and as a result i've ended up playing in a bunch of different sounding bands i've never been in a death metal band before this right yeah. now this is like uh with it being a small place it, it only takes like a certain percentage or like a certain number of folk to get into playing some death metal or listening to a bit more death metal going to those kind of gigs for it to seem like a kind of significant chunk of the like underground and DIY scene there like it could be you know like between a lot of the like Scottish like heavy and death metal bands that are going on there now there's probably like if you could name five to ten bands there's probably 20 people between them kind of thing there's a lot of crossover and those are also the people who are putting on shows going to every gig like go, like people who uh, if there's like a Glasgow show that we're playing with uh, Penny Coffin Brain Bass something like, like every cunt's going to be there like every cunt's into it Sorry. we found there's quite a lot of I hate to use words
5: youngsters but do you know what I mean like, like 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 15, 16, 17 are coming along so we're trying to do things like we played a couple of I'm closer to that age Yeah Yeah That's true Yeah like I, There's people coming Who I'm old enough I mean, I'm old enough To be your dad But you know There's like Proper like Dad Like oh yeah you're, They're 16 And they're going to Everything And they're like Buying all Buying everybody Not just our shirts We've I mean, got loads Like They're buying Penny shirts Brain bath shirts and cadaver shirts They're going to Every show Like I used to be able to do, you know, six shows a week on the our show, and then, oh, we're going to go see this one and at night, because there was two shows in one day, and they just go daft for it, and it's really cool to see, and there's, like, some of them are starting bands and stuff now, so that's nice, and I think there's a bit of, like, I don't know, I may be wrong in this, so please correct me if it is, but I think sometimes Scotland doesn't acknowledge its heavier bands. I think when people think of Scotland, they think of Belle and Sebastian, and they think of the Jesus and Mary chain, and teenage fan club, Mogwai, it's all like oh, it's not like, you know people love those bands, it's, it's art school and cardigans and haircuts and it's like oh, we're partying too, and it's like we, we don't want that, you're not really what we want, we want this you know, like, I really like coffee and you know, blah blah blah, and it's, I don't know maybe that's just me being old and being like, that heavy metal sense of mind where it's like well, I don't care if you don't like it, I like it yeah. and sometimes you could feel a wee bit I don't know, being like 13 in 1988 like was an interesting time to like heavy metal in Scotland as opposed to now it's a bit more open and that kind of thing as opposed to being like right shit I'm going to try and run down the street before like 10 guys want to beat me up because I've got long hair kind of thing so <laughs> there's that element so you get a bit bloody minded, maybe to my, my detriment sometimes I can be a bit like oh they're cheap, but like well oh, actually they're really good for kind of Scottish stuff whereas so Fraser's brought probably brought up more in an open-minded scene than perhaps originally was when I was younger.
4: Different place. Different place. Yeah, different. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a small place. A lot of people, like... Crossover. Yeah, crossover is- and fully support that. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. Like, what you think, like, Scottish death metal or anything like that is, it's pretty much, like, kind of what it is. There's not, like, a pure iceberg effect of loads of bands that aren't doing stuff. Like, everyone's just... Quite enthusiastic about what's
3: happening in the
4: sport.
2: I remember, for me, like being into metal for a considerable time. I remember Man Must Die being a big oh, one. Yeah, Last yeah. And I uh Do you ever come? Ever yeah, the yeah. yeah, album, Kingdoms of Derision, and I picked yeah. it up in HMV, yeah. and I was just like, it was always such a gem to discover like yeah. Scotch bands because it seemed yeah. to be more of a rarity back then.
3: Yeah, like
5: Corporation and like coexistence, some of those kind of. But never. Sometimes people never seem to break out. I, Man Must Die still going. They played, damn, they, they played
2: the last damnation before they migrated to Manchester, so they played the last All right. Leeds damnation. nation. All right,
5: well, there you go. There's your man, uh, Daniel, for Cradle of Was he not in them? I think he was in them in that before he went into Cradle of Filth. Well, that was a weird internal conversation that we had just <laughs> this <specific. laughs> Sorry. Sorry,
2: But The last question for me is, I've got to ask, because we we've never interviewed, well, we've interviewed Callum from Tyrannus, who's Scottish as well. Okay. I've got to ask, what is your opinion on Tablet?
5: tablet i love tablet mom. so yeah. it's just
2: it's just the best my mum makes the best tablet ever. yeah
5: my girlfriend's um, english so our family came up and i made them all eat tablet and they were just like what is this and i was like it's just boiled sugar and they're like why are you making us eat this and then <laughs> have you ever had macaroons like, love, not, like, not, like macaroons. not like french macaroons like scottish macaroons, yeah. like with a like it's just sugar and i got that yeah. for her mum and she was just like i can't eat that i'm diabetic and i was just like <laughs> What is tablet? Well, it's tablet so it's like, I don't know. It's just boiled sugar.
4: I'll pass it on to you. I don't know if you...
3: <laughs> is on that tablet. a
4: controversial thing to like, like it, or well, is it like disliked in well, England? Look at this, because obviously with me, I was born in London, despite
2: having Scottish parents and like an entirely Scottish family, yeah. but every time I tried to introduce tablet to people from the south, they fucking hated it.
4: Really? Not yeah. down? Uh, I, I used to have a real sweet tooth, and I fucking love tablet, for sure, because it is just high sugar. I don't really eat sweet stuff that much anymore, but I'd be down with it. Like, so there's a bit of tablet sitting here, I'd be like, ah, go on. But like, not that for it, like when I was a hyperactive 10-year-old, the sugar was like... A <laughs> <laughs> uh, grand main tablet. She used
5: to make it with walnuts in it. Oh. oh
2: stuff
4: good. in tablet, that's very good. Sultanas, yeah. walnuts, those kind of things
5: salt iron brew tablet in the
4: shop yeah, and I was yeah, like... Yeah.
2: like
5: you go to any sort of like farmer's market there's usually like a tablet place and you get that pink icing stuff as well you ever seen that like it's kind of like the macaroon but it's just like pink and whites a pink and white icing it's based, oh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just sugar that's why we don't get anything done because we're all <laughs> we all got, like sugar crashes at 10 in the morning it's just oh but yeah I don't know what tablet I think it's just a this so what people are like, oh it's like fudge. No, it's not fudge. Yeah. It's hard fudge. Yeah. <laughs> it breaks fudge your for teeth. Men. It's, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> Scottish fudge. It's, it's an endeavor. It's like it's like what crack is to coke, That's yeah, what tablet yeah, is to fudge. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Maybe Dutch not say nothing on that. I don't think I'd, i don't know if I'd want to snort tablet.
0: <laughs> I'd give it a back.
5: You like probably yeah. What about your gums? Your teeth instantly <laughs> collapse. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, next
0: time we interview you guys, we'll definitely bring some tablets. That's fine. So we, we'll, we
5: can compare we'll, we'll Yeah, bring, we'll, we off. We'll,
0: we'll bring, like bring some great down. British, great Scottish tablet off. Great
5: Scottish tablet off. Yeah. yeah. Do you need anything else? Do you want some like square sausage or a plain loaf? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've no idea what those words there mean. There you go. Yeah. I <laughs> want a square.
5: this sausages. sausages Look, it's, it's, basically, it's square. <laughs> it's, it's square. <laughs> it's flat sausage that's square. That sounds fun. And I, I don't know how to explain a plain how loaf. How do
0: they make it square?
5: Because it's well, it's meant to be, and they put it in like
0: they just,
5: yeah, make it square.
0: Okay. I'm just trying to imagine you, the process. And if you're vegetarian
5: or vegan, you can get vegan square sausage. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah, are there other shapes as well? Or just no, square? no, just square.
5: <laughs> don't fuck with that. No, no, it's a square. Like, come on now. <laughs>
0: Reinventing the square. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's
5: square and a round roll. Yeah.
0: What even is that? So no one cuts the edges yeah. off.
5: This is the kind of content your people want <laughs>
0: this is what people watch this
5: for <laughs> <laughs> you've bought the sausage card well you're a square so you're a square sausage or you're like a, 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 you call it a link sausage or a long sausage a link i had somebody like yeah no i went to a thing and they're like what kind of sausage do you want square or long I was like, I I, want, I think so Don't talk yeah. to
0: me about sausage in that way Do you want the long
5: sausage? I, like, <laughs> oh, I mean I really just wanted my breakfast but yeah, can I get a tattie scone in it as well? <laughs> anyway, yeah So that's what we've brought We went from mysticism with Scottish breakfast items
0: <laughs>
5: I think so oh, Apologies, yeah I
0: feel so educated right yeah. now this Get a culturally plate. A Mother's Pride,
5: a Mother's Pride pr- plain loaf <laughs> I can't explain what that is. I don't know, it's but it's it's dense. It dense. <laughs> you're, you're bound to have had a plain loaf if your parents oh, are from yeah, Scotland, yeah, with a square yeah. sausage the and clouty dumplings. Clouty dumplings, well, oh uh, It's just like eating earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish foods are just an attrition. It's mulch. Mulch it is yeah. But
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> Full circle, circle Scottish Scottish
5: food as well. It makes you feel like mulch, but you know, it's
0: good mulch and there's bad it's mulch. It's good mulch.
5: Sausage it's sun mulch. Sausage mulch. Sausage <laughs> <laughs> mulch. This is why I'm not allowed to do the interviews.
0: <laughs> I think this, this is, is great.
5: Yeah. Whatever. This, this is, is good. This is me. So yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming no, on. Thank you
5: for entertaining our nonsense.
0: That was fantastic nonsense. I loved it. Thank you. Any us, any final awesome. remarks? Um,
4: Damnation's excellent. Damnation's excellent. Thanks very much for having thanks. us. Thanks nice very much makers. for having us on yeah, this. Yeah. I know.
5: Watching this podcast for more breakfast. <laughs> more I think breakfast you should tips. incorporate breakfast foods of the world.
0: I think we should yeah, like,
5: actually. Are you interviewing any Americans today?
0: Oh, yeah. Last what, what them you, you? Are. Yeah, we've got
5: the <laughs> All right, so ask them why they're going to shed you water. Have pancake? What's your <laughs> Next time you interview Alistair Baddell, ask him about American Butter. Oh,
0: yeah. He's not we'll have him on like every year yeah. at least. It's yeah.
5: Alistair's Butter Review.
0: <laughs> Alistair's Butter Review. Sorry, sorry, Alistair. Butter with Alistair. Butter with <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. It's You're been welcome. great. Feel free to like and subscribe. Bye.